The Czech Republic has seen a massive decline in mortality from cardiovascular disease since 1985, with the biggest fall of all in stroke deaths. Renata Sivkova delivered this news at the Milan meeting of the European Society of Hypertension, and I asked her why her group had been investigating hypertension in the Czech Republic. Unfortunately,、uh, the Czech Republic is one of the countries with high cardiovascular mortality. But on the other hand, we are one of the few post-communist countries facing a decrease in cardiovascular mortality since 1985, and the decrease is more than 40 percent in in both genders.、Um, and it's clear that there is a close relationship with、uh, the cardiovascular risk factors with those major cardiovascular risk factors nowadays it's estimated that basically hypertension dyslipidemia diabetes and smoking will explain about 40% of the burden from cardiovascular disease And within those risk factors, hypertension is the most important. So that's why we have a study. We are lucky to have a study. Now let me get this right. Did you say there has been a decrease? Yeah, there has been a decrease in cardiovascular mortality in the Czech Republic, which is documented since 1985. And that's 40%. 40% in cardiovascular mortality. It's more than 40% in、um, coronary heart disease mortality, and it's even greater. It's more than 60% in stroke mortality. Now, I'd like to ask you to speculate a bit later on or hypothesise about what might be causing this. But first of all, what have you focused in on as far as hypertension is concerned? Uh, what we focused was to、um, assess longitudinal trends in blood pressure prevalence, awareness, treatment, and control of hypertension in representative population samples in the Czech Republic. And what did you find?、Uh, we found a decrease in the prevalence of hypertension only in females, basically no change in males. Uh, an improvement in the awareness of hypertension in both genders. Also,、um, a larger proportion of people is now treated by antihypertensive drugs, and there is also improvement in control of hypertension in both genders. So, what could be the contributing factors? Obviously, you mentioned there's more treatment, but what else? There is more treatment, but there are for sure also some positive changes in nutrition. Because in addition to hypertension, we have also the data on lipids, and we know that there is a decrease in total and、uh, non-HDL cholesterol. And we know that this can't be only due to therapy, because there are only 10% of the population who are currently on statins, and there is a decrease in total cholesterol by almost one millimole. Over a period of 22 or 23 years, so there is no doubt that nutritional changes have contributed to that. You know, we have some consumption data clearly showing that there is a decrease in red meat consumption, eggs,、uh, and things like that. And on the other hand, also an increase in the consumption of、um, fruit and vegetable.、Mm, that's pretty good. What about exercise? 
Um, we have no good data, you know, so I can't tell you, but uh, theoretically we should expect it, but on the other hand, there is not too much change in BMI. In, it's stable in females and it's even increasing in, in men, you know. And that's an indirect indicator of exercise. In fact, um, it, it's, it's remarkable then that in the backdrop of perhaps no exercise increase, you've still got a decrease in cardiovascular mortality mm-hmm. and in females a decrease in hypertension. Yeah, I think, as I said before, there are certainly uh, positive changes in the nutrition and uh, there is also a decrease in, in the smoking prevalence in our population. But again, this is only in males, but males smoked in 50% in 1985. They smoke now in 34%, which is still very high, whereas in females we are not able to detect any change and we have still around 25% of female smokers around. This is all sounding in some ways promising, but also complex. What do you think might be going on? Clearly smoking is one big issue. Yeah, I'm pretty much disappointed that we are still one of the countries uh, where smoking in public places is not forbidden. So we would need a good anti-smoking law. And this is what I would highly appreciate because there is no doubt that the changes which are induced by uh, such an anti-smoking law are quite fast. A good example was Ireland where they got a decrease in um, uh, numbers of people being hospitalized because of acute coronary syndromes within the first year after they introduced such an anti-smoking law. So... I mean, there are many countries which have well documented that it helps, so this is what I think we would need at most. What should doctors be doing about all of this? You mentioned there's been an improvement in the treatment of hypertension. What needs to be done? I think we simply need to have more patients on uh, combination therapy. One of the problems is that about 40% of those who are on medication for hypertension still have only one drug, and this is simply not sufficient. The majority of people, maybe 80% of them, should be on a combination of drugs. So what's the take-home message for doctors coming out of all of this, do you think? I think measure blood pressure, if indicated, initiate treatment, and If so, try to achieve the goal value. So the take-home message is extremely easy and simple. And try to support measures to reduce smoking in the population. Absolutely, because smokers may also have higher blood pressure values and there is no doubt that they have much higher total cardiovascular risk. That was Renata Sifkova, Head of Preventive Cardiology at the Institute for Clinical and Experimental Medicine in Prague. She was talking to me here at the European Meeting on Hypertension in Milan. For Esh Online Audio News, I'm Peter Goodwin.